Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast back in our studio for those watching on YouTube, for those on audio channels. We're not the Performance Center, so you don't hear all that ambient sound or airplanes flying over. Oh, God. We're going to do the airplanes again. <laughs> no. Still, still mystical how that works. I mean, I love that we're in the studio. I just picked this up off of your desk, the, the 110 football stress ball. And, like, I'm always fiddling with my hands when we're doing stuff, so it's yeah. kind of just grab this and, yeah. So, uh, also, Vince is wearing uh, yeah, a Western hat. Is that a... It's a hat. No, but what is that? That's a... So, it's a Stetson. A Stetson hat. It's a Stetson. lovely hat. Open Stetson Open Road. It's a very nice hat. It's amazing. As soon as you put it on, this whole studio starts to smell like cigarettes. It's yeah. a very... And then, like, Sturgill Simpson starts playing <laughs> in the background. And, uh, yeah, some, uh, some uh, let's say, like, Luckies with no filter. Yeah. Those type of cigarettes. You can pull off a hat. I cannot... But you know, when I go to places, like, I haven't gone It's in a, a mindset, while. man. It is. But when I went to, like, Colorado or somewhere on the out west, Utah, Montana. I haven't been to Montana, unfortunately. You know, I'd like Montana's to Montana's cool. You haven't I, been to Montana? You no, should get out there. I was supposed there. to go for a rugby tournament called the Maggot Fest. And <laughs> what a name. I know. It's, it, and, but I couldn't make it. But apparently it's a big party, and then there's a little rugby, which is <laughs> dangerous because you're playing a sport where you can get hurt, and you can't be hungover. So who's headlining the party? Is it corn? And, uh, no, it's just, it's just guys getting out. Hey, not fest, not fest not coming fest. to Bank of California Stadium. That's, I'd love to check that out. Have I'm you been gonna, to a Slipknot show? Uh, I don't no, know. I've music. been to a Corey Taylor show, which is, I mean, he's the singer of Slipknot. Genius, um, genius. He can walk around without being noticed because he has a mask on mm -hmm. in every show. Yeah. Even Kiss couldn't pull it off because you could still tell it was Paul Stanley under that makeup. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the makeup they gave it away, the chest hair. Paul Stanley, I, I actually he lives here in the valley. Before, before we get out of chest hair, uh, Max, what were you doing this weekend? I was. Uh, a lot of people. I want to say hi to Heath Gregory, who's an LAFC uh -huh. season ticket holder, who uh, asked me to MC the Ride the Night, which is yes. the kickoff to tour the pier, which is it's for a good charity. Cause. Yeah, and it was '80s night, so they said you wear '80s. So I dressed up as an '80s uh, aerobics. You were like a, myth, uh, a Brazilian a made up. You were Brazilian uh, Simmons. Uh, Correct. And Mom, Lycra Richard Simmons, and we ba I pedaled ten miles. You say Lycra? It's Lycra. I the think suit it's Lycra. was Lycra. Does not yeah. does not does not breathe. Oh, oh, very ugly scene. You just toss it out after? No, I did. I kept it, but I was uh, <laughs> a bit of a puddle. Yeah, did you leave it in the garage? It's in. It don't, is in the garage. Yeah, don't do that to your family. I know. I sprayed it with uh, OxyClean, which is always a. Uh, well, this is a good segue because I was at the uh, the tailgate, the final weekend tailgate of the season. Fanfest. Yeah, Fanfest ta tailgate. Uh, 110 had a booth out there, which I think they had some of these there, some of those stress balls. Go get one. You guys had the where you kicked it? I was seeing some. That was genius. So, yeah, they did. It was putt-putt, but they put boots on the putters, and it was a lot of fun. I, I went out there, hung out, and uh, uh, Uncle Jay so graciously uh, got on the mic and goes, Hey, everybody, LAFC Vince is here. You don't have to go to his Twitter. He's right here. <laughs> Come on. And, he, and we were talking about it later. He goes, we should do a dunk tank with you. And I go, I think it would do really well. So I think we're going to try to do a dunk tank. with." But how was the response? I'm sure everyone was very nice when they came up to you. No, everyone's always very nice when they actually come up to me and talk to me because they're like, oh, you're not, you're not a jerk. I think that's what they come up and they're like, maybe he's a jerk. And then they see me and I just go, hello. Twitter's the worst. Twitter's yeah. the worst when it comes to that. It is. And I'm on Twitter all the time, but uh, when, it's, not it's not reality. It's not real. But a lot of people did go, uh, hey, Vince, can I talk to you for a second? I go, yeah, yeah. Pull me aside. They go, what, what is this? Is Max okay? I go, no, no. No, you, they did not. You need to understand, uh, Max is not just okay. He's thriving. This is how he lives. And if he does not do this, 
he will explode. No, it's not true. It's for charity. You have to. You had to bring it. They asked for doing 80s night. I'm not going to show up in just going to hide behind a polo a shirt. And the people loved it. You got where were you? You up. were working. You didn't get to go out to the tailgate, did you? No, the game Man. locked in. Locked in. Sarah Takata and oh. Bernard Worrell prior to her. Lock you in, yeah. Yeah. Well, the tailgate was. I mean, I, I went out and checked out. Uh, Expos and Tigers had had a little joint thing where they were wearing Hawaiian shirts, which I love. I love the different Hawaiian shirts they had out there, but they had uh, um, some great pork rolls. They had Spam Masubi. They had some good food there, Max. Great. I got to – I ran into Monty. I ran into – like too many people named Monty, Albert. Uh, I saw Jonathan from D9U. He showed me – have you seen the D9U um, tequila? He Jonathan actually reached out to me about – I think there was a tasting, and there I was wanted a tasting. to go. And I was I unable to go it, as well. But, but I, he because I was unable to go, he's like, hey, I want to show you the bottle. The bottles are all hand-carved and hand-painted. Uh, that sounds really expensive. Well, it was, but it was for a good cause. They, batch, they, they found groups in Mexico where they, you know, in Tequila, Mexico, um, some some women's groups and some like impoverished groups that that need the work and need um, some extra cash. And uh, they they had them. Yeah, it, it cost they a lot of money, but it hand. went to a good, by hand. That's painted them by hand. I did not taste the tequila because the bottle was fresh and not open, and I didn't want to didn't want to pop it. But he told me all about the process. Uh, Jonathan went. I mean, he went. He's a spirit wine and spirits guy, but he went deep on because uh, he was telling me that they they went to the place and it was a two year process to get it done with the paperwork and everything. It's like it's almost impossible to start your own liquor brand, right? Yeah. So you missed the window if you didn't yeah, do it. So they had to go through it with a place that obviously already was making tequila because also tequila takes time, right? You can't just turn it on tomorrow and go. We got tequila. It takes years. Uh, so he was doing it. And he said, uh, "Yeah, they already had a batch." And they're like, "Yeah, we have a batch ready to go." He goes, "Mm mm." And they redid it. They redid his specifications. Um, so I, I, I was telling That's him. That's what you got to do. You got to be honest to your yeah, vision. I was telling him when D9U uh, moves it up to, to Mezcal, I'm in. Do you think the Kardashians did that when they released their tequila brand? I think they just and called. Like, no. I think they just called someone and said, <laughs> Is it can good? you just put it out? Thanks. Click. Put a, a big price tag on it. Mm-hmm. So Sunday uh, games are really fun. They're great. And everyone was telling me, oh, it's fun. Great to do a Sunday. I go, yeah. And then Monday morning rolls around. You're like. Rough. <laughs> I know I got home. I know everyone out there is feeling a little bit rough around the edges right now, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I got home just before midnight, and it's tough to go to sleep right after a of game. Course. And after you do, we, we both do our work. Uh, so you're just kind of sitting there. I'm like, well, it's the weekend. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. And then we're back here. That's why I looked like I had to, I had to, dress, for, I had to dress for success because I was a little tired. I, th- I thought I'd look a little bit rough, although you probably, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you could probably see that I look, you know, I'm no spring chicken, but I feel pretty good. All We're shooting considered. 4K. It's hard, to, it's hard to get after it when you're calling the game, even after you go to the sunset deck and they're ready to close because you have a post-game show. So. Right. Everyone thinks, hey, you had a great time. Well, I didn't really get to partake. Yeah. Same Sacrifice I make. Same with me. i got to be very careful when I'm out there at the tailgate because everyone is very friendly handy. and everyone's willing to hand you any and all sorts of beverages, and I'm like, i got to work. They're like, yeah, but you can do it. Philly's the dangerous one because he'll hand you stuff that tastes. What was it? The one was like an almond vodka, and I go, oh, "I'll have a shot." I go, "Almond Philly. vodka," or it was a, uh, it was a yeah. flavor. I go, "Philly, this is literally the worst thing I have ever drank or tasted. <laughs> this is awful. This is only the second worst thing I've had in my mouth." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a horrible one. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> no, it was bad, but. My rule of thumb is I won't take anything unless it's really, really frosty cold. Good call. And then I'll take a couple sips and then. Yeah. 
Because even even lighter fluid tastes good really cold. <laughs> Just freeze it on. Yeah. Should we talk about the game? We should. Uh, one more shout out. Uh, uh, friend of the, uh, the show, Matthew, who I believe he said he gave you one, uh, a challenge coin. Uh, he did. He he gave. I have. I, I Matthew. I want to thank you for it. I have not seen it yet. You gave it to Jerry, thankfully, because I was doing things pregame. Uh, and Jerry goes, Ah, I'm gonna keep that thing. I was like, Hey, hey, that's my that's my present, bad boy. So Matthew, thank you for uh, the kind gesture. Uh, now I can be like my my hero. Uh, that's Max, nice. Max you. I should do that. I appreciate Matthew. I did. I, I was. I have it still. I got to look for it. I have it, but I'm going to pull it back out and I'm in a chair. It's cool. It's cool when people think of us. Like we we do this. Oh, we 100%. do this. percent. Yeah, we do this for fun. And you know what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I got to go to the Food Fighter show because of stuff. Like we love. We really love doing this. It's not about the the perks we get from people. However, man, it feels it feels nice. It just feels nice every once in a while to be thought of in that way. Big or small, everything is very appreciative. Yeah. Before we go on another busy week at Bank, they had Kygo. Kygo. Uh, DJ. And based on reports, everyone loved it. So big stage show. It looked great. And can I – I know they probably don't want us to talk too too much about this, but I thought the field looked very good. It did. Uh, Warren Barton not, said that. Not perfect. Yeah, it looked better than after Guns N' Roses. Not not perfect, but shout out to Gage, who I, I apprenticed under, uh, as you saw last week. I drove Are you sprinkling some Bermuda seeds? Yeah, I was out there doing the, the whole thing, man, the grow lights. But – no, but we've we've said this, right? They're gonna get the more they get into the flow, the better and better they're gonna get at this. And it, it showed the progression from All Star Week, Guns N' Roses, to Kygo twenty you know, forty eight hours before this match. I didn't and there was a lot I saw videos of it. There's a lot of people there. It wasn't like it's just a smattering of people. No, a lot of people standing on those platforms on the pitch and the pitch still looked good. That's important because yeah. you want to keep Bob happy and everyone. You, yes. you know, it's sometimes we'll see and players. It. I mean, look, players have always told us even when the pitch maybe doesn't look its best, it still plays pretty well. So I think the the worries about injuries are maybe overblown a little bit. It could get a little soft. I but. saw once when Bob came out to inspect the field when it was destroyed. It was like maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. Had his hand on his hips, just looking around. He's like, looks at a patch. It's all. Dirt. I was over here, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm so far away, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't think I've I ever. I want to be poor Ante. It's like I don't know what to tell you. I don't think I've ever seen them more angry than. Uh, I think you were there. When well, no, it wasn't 20, 2019 was the twenty nineteen was the Premier League, uh, Premier Lacrosse. Uh, I remember the logo was still on the field. I don't think I've ever seen them more angry. Yeah, I wasn't there. For and that's that. just a logo. This was after one of the music festivals, and it went on there. But uh, this is all part of. This is part of the business, and you've got to eventually help pay for that building. Yeah. So concerts, and it's okay. great to see it filled. There should be something going on every day at that stadium. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, and let's be legit. It sounds phenomenal in there. So, like, I do want to keep seeing concerts there. Indeed. Slipknot. Not fast. Not fast. So the game, mm-hmm. and uh, we go back to the last Friday where a result, and I kept thinking about this, the four-zip victory over Sporting Kansas City. Imagine they lost that game – you yeah, know, what this? was the vibe? Like, Warren's been in these situations where, like, you're having a tough season. You get maybe kind of a banner result, but you know, like, really the next game is the most important one. So what was the kind of vibe of going into this that you guys had on your pregame? Well, I, an optimistic one. And, uh, and Warren's like, yeah, I think this is a good spot for them to uh, build off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, we're being a you little— You have to beat a team the third time in a season, though? And I talked to Warren. I go, do you believe that? I go, it's not really. I go, there has to be—if you've lost to a team twice, that opponent has to be like, no, not again. At anything it costs, we're not losing to this team again. Because otherwise, you'd see teams win three times. Yeah. And it doesn't really happen that way, especially three wins. Yeah. Rail Salt Lake are probably really tired. I mean, we keep talking about the Rail Salt Lake playoff victory in 2018. But other than that, they've won once in all competitions. Right. 
And I think we've won nine. It's nine now. Yeah, it was eight before and nine now. And U.S. It, Open Cup and game. And the gold differential, I believe, is now plus 13. I didn't say it on the broadcast. I probably should have. And yet Krylock still finds a way to score every single time in a, in a stunner, too. I, I apologize to Demir Krylock. I, I screwed up his name on the goal call, and I hate that. I really, I said. What'd you say? Uh, Demar, and I corrected myself, but you can't the goal call. So, Demir, I know you're not listening, but yeah. I'm a big fan of yours. You're a tremendous talent. It was a beautiful goal. That's unacceptable. You, you, we've already brought up the aforementioned Philly from Defenders of the Bank, and he has a classic. You know, he has his little, his little uh, Philly-isms. Demir cries a lot. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> he's a good man. He's, he's good. He's good. And they played him specifically in that that forward position. No Rubio Rubin, no Bobby Wood. And they put him in that position to get a goal. He did. I think he has four goals against mm-hmm. LAFC. Not the way that we would imagine him getting it, though, right? Because he's so good in the air and he's so good at making those late runs. And they were, man, they were trying to get him. I think with the five, the five in the back, the three center backs, like for once, we were actually very rugged against crosses and they were trying to find ways of getting justin glad and crylock like over just double team on either if they could get it on raheem or get it on you know anyone but the the three center backs they were just trying to get guys out there and we were we were very good on crosses not so great in other areas but very good on crosses. Well, we'll talk about that because you talked about the vibe before the game and it was optimistic it was good the, the stadium was buzzing as it always is mm-hmm. great weather and that group, you gave them the keys again, with the exception of Danny Masofsky coming in for Cal Jennings. By the way, I, I first time I looked at the Las Vegas Lights stats, mm-hmm. Cal Jennings, I mean, it's not been a good season for the Las Vegas yeah, Lights. Except, you can seven goals that. and 12. I think it's eight goals. Eight goals, yeah. And like three assists. Yeah. Very impressive. That's probably why he started ahead of Danny that time, and now Danny. Yeah, I, th- I thought Bob's choice on lineup was a good one because you do, you do have to reward those guys that went out and did what they did, right? Because you had Sifu on the bench. You had... Kim Moon Won on the bench. You had Cheeky Palacios, but uh, and Bobby even said afterwards one of the reasons why Kim Moon Won doesn't start is because Latif played so well. You can't you can't ask a guy to go out of his way to play a different position and then the next game go, sorry, Kim's back. You're not in the starting eleven. Like that's that would be bad for morale. Um, the Danny Cal switch I think was right because Cal was gassed. Cal's never played this much in his entire career at a professional level. So you, there's, a, there's a point where you kind of hit a wall. And Danny came in and was very good. So I think that's a fair change. But the rest of it, I fully support You know, not changing a winning team, especially in those circumstances, because they did put in such an effort. And they rewarded Bob 20 seconds into the match. So we were optimistic beforehand, and obviously that goes through the roof when you're 20 seconds deep. And it was incredible to see that develop from Eduardo Tuesta, Bryce Duke, played into Masoski, blocked right into Arango. And he scored. I'm just going to say this is the beginning of a lot of goals for that guy. He's got it. You know what impressed me more than the goals? The hold-up play. Hold-up play, yeah. It was astronomically good. Every time he ran back, locked his feet, yeah. he wasn't budging. He's sturdy. He'd collect the ball and find Masofsky, or he would find Atuesta off, off his side mm-hmm. facing the goal. Mm-hmm. That's a game-changer. Yeah, he's so smart tactically. To your point, he's he's very sturdy, got a good touch, knows how to use his body well, knows how to put him lodge himself between the ball and and his man, uh, and it was just smart. Like there were so many times where, uh, not so many times, but there was a good amount of times where LFC was defending for long stretches, and then they try to get it out and they get it to Chicho, and he's able to make it stick. That's why I, I, I make it stick. Make it stick. Exactly a perfect description. It's a, I don't know where I got it from. It's some coach that that said it once. But I mean, think of times where we we've had the kind of a focal point forward, and there's days where like it's just not their day. 
because they're not the ball's getting to them, but it's not. It's like bouncing off their foot and then going out of bounds or this and that. Not Chicho, and that that, that was so important, and that's work that sometimes doesn't get rewarded and sometimes gets overlooked because, well, he's just he's doing what he's supposed to do, I guess. But it, to his teammates, the ability to defend for 10, 15 minutes and then, oh, thank God, this guy's going to give us a break and we can get a little bit of possession and he's going to do the extra work and he's going to take on two guys. I he, remember he, he brings it down, you hear that yeah. whistle, you're like, <sighs> He got in the first half, he got like an edge on Everton Luis and they were going 1v1 and he, he – Got some body contact, and then he got a little edge on him, and he knew exactly what he was going to do. He's like, I'm going to cut inside, and I know Everton's going to give me a big kind of wallop. And he just set him up for it. Timed it perfectly right. Everton got his yellow card, and it was like, that's smart, smart center forward play. We always talk about LFC being a tougher team. There it is. Yeah. Materialized in front of us at the forward. They defended a lot. The possession numbers were, you know, what you don't, really see mm-hmm. with LAFC. It was like 42 at the end, and I think yeah. the last 20 minutes they barely touched the ball. Before we move towards that, and the Eric Holt challenge on Chicho that when I saw Real Salt Lake's reaction, I said, oh, he probably took a dive. And then I saw the replay, I go, that's a penalty. Yeah, his head's down. But all four Real Salt Lake players are yelling him like yeah. a child, which is just awful optics. And then I see the highlights, I go, you hammered him. Yeah. I, saw, I felt the same way when I saw it live, and I was like, he... Look, maybe, maybe, okay, so maybe it's not a penalty, but he definitely took contact. His head is down. Someone, you played the man. You did not play the ball. Yeah, his head is down. Someone hits him in the face. He goes down. It's not like he then, like, rolled 50 feet into the goal or anything, but then four different. I, I love the, I don't love it, but it's just so weird to think that a grown man is going to walk up, lean his face all the way down to another man and go, don't do that. <laughs> and then another one. And then, and another, then another one. one. And then another one. And then another one. Just in case you didn't hear it the first three like, times, they, don't ever do that again. They were countering, and I bet you they look back and are like, hey, do the four of you want to join us, or do you want to hang out with that guy back there? Real Salt Lake. I wanted him to score hat tricks so bad and go find all four of those guys one by one and go, we think about that. Could have. He's going to be more goals. And uh, we have Austin Wednesday and then San Jose and then Austin, Portland. another team that will have to beat three three times out of three. Austin is, you know, hanging on by a thread right now. Yep. But, you know, everyone wants to beat LFC. They'll have a good effort. And it was tough for LFC when they went there the most recent time. Mm-hmm. And they did find a way at the end. They got those goals. Yep. This LFC could be a little different. The question is how everyone returns. And Brian Rodriguez was not on the bench. It, he, was I, not, he was not even in the country yet. Oh, that's right. Uh, Bob Bradley said after the match that he was dealing with some personal matters out there in Uruguay, which hopefully everything's okay. We don't know what it is. Uh, but he did say he was probably flying as they were speaking and was going to be in late tonight. But he was not there. Uh, we said the other internationals returned. Um, so now they're available. I would assume Brian is going to be now available because he's a guy that always keeps – as long as – what I always tell people, they always ask me, like, do you think the internationals can play? I go, look, they come back. Uh, the one thing that they worry about is they've done a lot of practice time in these international – so you kind of want them to play, but not too much. But also you, they need to keep getting a workload or else they're going to lose a little bit of their fitness. And then just the biggest thing is as long as they come back without a knock. Because these guys, especially at this point in the season, their fitness is at that kind of peak level. And if they come back without, as long as they're like, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I can play, then they can play. Yeah, after getting tested. Because remember they had, and we talked to John Thorne about it, it was the yeah, worst John possible scenario where all four guys yep. came back with COVID. But John told you because they were vaccinated and because they remained on a similar testing schedule to the MLS testing schedule is why they did not have to quarantine and will not have to quarantine. Remarkable what those guys have been done. And, and we include Kim Moon-Hwan. They had two internationals, so South Korea could come 
or Kim could come a little bit sooner, but it's a long, longer flight. It is a very long flight. Very long flight. All these flights, I mean. Yeah, all the flights are long. Not, South America, LA is, it's, it's tricky. So, uh, Brian started all three games for Uruguay, mm-hmm. which I don't think we can emphasize how big time that is. They were a little shorthanded with Suarez and Cavani, so he got the opportunity. But and he still, was pivotal in helping them. They're, they're up to third now. They're third, and Ecuador's fourth. And Ecuador's fourth. So right now, we have a lot of guys that will be heading to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is great. And Sifu and Chiki got in there. So did Kim Moon-Hwan. I want to talk to you about that moment with uh, Eduardo Atuesta, which was just fascinating. Let's definitely talk about that because uh, the two things that I'm seeing a lot from people – in reaction to this match is they loved that twist of leadership, um, but I want to talk about it because they're taking it to the extreme a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, people, you know, they, it's, this team brought the heart and soul finally. And I'm like, you and I have been on record as saying, like, this team hasn't quit at all at any point. Um, the heart and soul has always been there. But now we're getting to outwardly see it in moments like oh. Kim Moon-Wan and Edward Atuesta. Yeah, well, let's talk about that now. So... I will say, tactically, you could see they made an adjustment. They brought in Marco Farfan, who did a great job. Did. And, you know, he had he was disappointed with the Galaxy result, but he came in. And For somebody that's, that's kind of been down pretty low, I mean, he went and had to do a little spell with, with Vegas to probably get his confidence up a little bit, too. So, uh, very good. Something else you have to manage. And, again, they were – they RSL was trying. They When they brought him in, they were like, well, let's get let's double up on him. Let's try to get Cross in there. And Marco went in there. As, as we said, the one thing you can never – um, knock Marco for is like he's going to give it his all and he's he's willing to put his body on the line. He did L- to a lesser degree. Danny Crisostomo came in mm-hmm. to help clog some lanes in the midfield, yep. and this was all a big part. And we've never really seen this. Granted, L- you know, LFC were giving up some late goals in games, which was a big problem, but they've managed to avoid that for two straight games, mm-hmm. which is progress. You have to think, and I can't tell you this definitively, but this is about all right. For lack of a better word, we're bunkering down. We're protecting this lead. So the one time that that got went awry was this counterattack. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm explaining it to the audience. I don't even know I'm directing this to Vince. Kim Moon-Hwan does this incredible barnstorming run, and he God, flew. he's so fast. And you're like, yes, here's a chance. Gets turned over. He's at the other end because he didn't get the ball. His head goes down for a bit, and then Atuesta lays into him, probably saying, we need you back here. If you're going up there, you got to get right back, whatever it was, because they left an opening, which could have led to, we could be here talking about which, a play that said, right. all right. Which at this point in the season, like, we just can't have that. Can't have it. So that's one of those times where you have to almost set aside your personal feelings and go, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I am, I am a, uh, aggrieved because I made a run and was not picked out, which is, can be rightfully so, but it's not like you were doing it all match and somebody wasn't passing to you. Um, so swallow your pride. And understand that, yeah, you, you needed to get a little tongue lashing there. Cause, and, and let's be fair. And great to see Atuesta do that. Yes. And let's be fair. Edward was not just singling him out. He gave, he gave a couple of guys. I think he got into Sifu's ear a little bit. Uh, I remember him walking over to Cheeky to have some words. So he was he was walking around there. Um, and he was definitely making sure that everyone knew, like, our season is literally on the line. Whatever you feel about how the football should be played or how you should have been put in or passed, yes, maybe you get put in. You score the goal, we kill off the game. But you didn't, so you best get back and help us kill off the game from the other end. Warren said this too during the broadcast because there were moments where you have to learn how to kill off a game. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is why he went at Sifu, and I'm not p- pointing out Sifu because a couple guys did this where take that ball to the corner. Yeah, You, know, you just take it, you eat it up, maybe you get fouled, s- slow that game, bring it to a crawl. And instead they kind of try and find a goal scoring, which is kind of the... 
the modus operandi of this club. It's the ethos of this team. You go, and now you kind of have to find a way. But those things you you learn as a professional, and you need the leadership, and we've kind of seen that. Chicho Arango, who, again, he arrived ready to go. He just had to get fit. Mm -hmm. He's 26 years old. He's a finished product. And now Eduardo Atuesta, who's getting up there, has been with his club, showing that steely resolve. Mm -hmm. I think he's been great these last two games. This is the best he's been in a season that's well below his standard. But back-to-back good games, coupled with the leadership qualities, embracing and that's a huge development too. How do how do you we we talked about it in the post game? How do you look at it now with Carlos Vela, who is the captain, but you have Edward Atuesta, who is kind of he's always been a, like a vice captain. He's and in many ways has been just as instrumental technically and, and on the field. How do you how do you look at it? Because I know a lot of fans are seeing now like this is the captain we missed all along. Well, the way I see it, Carlos is still the captain. There's no reason why. Edward can't be this way when Carlos is on the field. Like, I don't think I could you ever imagine a situation where uh, that same thing happens, but Carlos is still on the field and he walks over to Edward and goes, don't talk to him like that. I'm the captain. I just, I don't see it. So I don't understand why people have to have this dichotomy of like, there's only one captain, only one guy. I'm the captain. Now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Edward is doing this, that means he's a captain and there's no way Carlos can be the captain too. It's like, I know a good, a good cap. What's going on with that stress ball? Are you, I'm just, I'm working through it. Do we need, you need to talk to somebody? Probably. <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, this is why I have this. Uh, th- do we even put this somewhere? I thought these were just sessions. Are you putting this out? <laughs> putting it out. Oh, man. Vince, you're an open book. Yep. So uh, every good captain has his lieutenants. Right. Some of the dirty work. And we saw with Diego Rossi always riding referees. And that was never discouraged. Remember when the team started. We need more leadership across the board. Well, so, remember, yes, bring it on. Well, look, but remember when you first came on. And the team is starting. We're, we're getting ready for the first game of the season. The big question. Wow, you've got Laurent Simon on the team who's been a captain. You've got, obviously, Carlos Vela. You've got a Benny Fellharber. You've got a Stephen Bateshaw. You've got a Jordan Harvey. Who is the captain? And Bob would keep going, I'm not going to disclose it now, but I have some ideas. And then finally it came out with Laurent Simon. And everyone was like, oh, it's not Carlos Vela. And it's like, yeah, but Bob diffused it the right way by saying, it doesn't necessarily matter. I consider all of them my captains. And actually, I brought them all in. And when I said I'm giving it to Laurent, I looked at the rest of them and was like, you guys are still all captains. This guy wears the armband. It's not really – like I think – I don't know. It's a very English thing to worry about who the captain is. I feel Ooh, like – yeah. Well, right. In South America, they don't care quite as much. I mean, there's there's some figures that – you know, you're Javier Mascherano. Like, he's the boss. No one messes with him. In his team, yes, there probably is only one captain ever. But for the most part, it's like well, that's all that's an interesting one because Lionel Messi usually is a captain, but he's not doing the dirty work. No. That is another guy who's and obviously people get on Lionel Messi because they want him to run over and scream and yell at people. But there's a but lot it'd be of crazy people... not to give him the captain's armband if it he's on the field for Argentina, yeah. even though he's not got those leadership qualities. And I think sometimes you give guys captain's armband for for those reasons because you tell Lionel Messi like, I mean, you're gonna at the end of the day we're gonna live and die by how well you play. So wear the captain's armband. But no, there's a Javier Mascherano back there to back you up and there's this guy to back you up so I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's as like I said I don't think it's as binary as oh Carlos is out and finally we have a captain and now we're seeing leadership it's always it's been there I, I think Atwes is just finally embracing it and I think they're gonna be better for it even when Carlos comes back because again I cannot see a situation where Carlos goes don't talk to him I'm the captain that's not gonna happen we need all the leadership we can get especially with Carlos not here right now you've got to bridge that gap midfield play much improved Poncho, a big part of it. Poncho, I'm glad. That. I'm glad you pointed out Poncho. Well, Bob mentioned it after the yeah. game. He said, "Chicho Poncho, 
Yeah. I was on Jason Davis with Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. He was he he's like, it's very good with these nicknames. I go, yeah, we we know these guys. We refer to them exclusively by their nicknames. Yeah. Pancho, Chicho, Chiki, Sifu. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Obviously, everyone had a nickname, and then we could do that. But that's that's how we identify them. What's your nickname? Don't have one. Never really had one. Yeah, me neither. Just, can't force it. I mean, Vincent is a name you can change around to Vince, Vinny, all kinds of things. So it doesn't, doesn't really. You like Vinny? Yeah, I don't mind it. Can we? Uh, my, my rock and roll days, I used to go by Vinny. It's a very, uh, you know. Vinny La Rosa. Very rock and roll-esque name, you know. Listen, mate. Vinny La Rosa here. Gonna clear out this uh, here at the Jumbo's Clown Room. We're gonna play it all the way up to 11, mate. And it's gonna go from zero to 60. Thanks to good old Vinny. I love it because I was actually listening to Generation X on the way in here. You got a little Billy Idol tinge to your voice there. <laughs> I could listen to his voice all night. Dude, Billy Idol is... Billy Idol's a rock star. I love that dude. Yeah, there's like, seriously, we have Billy Idol, and then you also have on Ozzy's Boneyard, <laughs> Billy Morrison with Ozzy Osbourne, who still yeah. maintains his memory pretty well. Yeah. You know, remember shows. You're like, wow, okay. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> you remember something. <laughs> So, Poncho, good midfield work, and I think Poncho's development, I don't think, I know, Poncho's development has freed up Edward yes. to do a lot more. And we saw what he was capable of on that second goal, working Bryce Duke, and we'll talk about Mama Dufal, the young players who were given the responsibility. Bryce had a great game, and then it, it got off the rails a little bit. The less Bryce focused on the game... And the more he started focusing on the uh, standing up to players, getting a guy's face, the worse his play got. So I hope he, I'm sure when he got subbed out, and maybe even today and tomorrow, Bob will be saying, he had a pretty good game, but. Even immediately after, it, it was Bob put his arm around him, and they had an extensive chat. I wouldn't say a conversation. It's probably one way, but. It's uh, very one way. But Bryce will get some input, I'm sure, to be expected when you talk about these kids. Uh, they're not, it's not going to be all unicorns and rainbows no it's not like we're here this is how it is but he it's did gonna come be out, ups and downs he did come out flying uh he had some sauce out there i mean he was he was looking another long range shot that threatened left footed left footed atuesta putting that cross in on the chicho's second goal left footed yep. kids learn to use both feet game changer yeah it's very difficult well and those That's are the game so those are the type of crosses too that we will people always are, why don't we cross more well because crossing is a low percentage type thing but from that area of the box from the corner the ability to kind of pick a guy out from that and not have to ping it into his head yeah we can hit some crosses like that I think that was a smart because they remember they him and Bryce were working they were like how can we get here they got like a little edge here they couldn't get it they were smart to to protect the ball but keep it in a dangerous area and then yeah Atuesta looks up and goes I can hit this left footed not an easy finish either that was a good header it has to be frustrating with Bryce because with Sifu back his starting time Probably going down. Well, another thing we brought up on the post game is: could you see a, a situation in which Bryce and Sifu can be on the pitch together? Possibly, possibly against a team that maybe doesn't do much. Maybe going you want to give uh, Edward a, a breather at some point because he's locked. He's missed one game. So I think like a, a Port- Poncho Sifu Bryce. A lot of games coming up here. Yeah. And remember, this is a short week. Yeah, it is. Did they even get? I mean, they're gonna get one day of training if that. Right today. Today the, they'll definitely be in today, but it'll be kind of like. It's Can't an off-on day. Like, it's off. We're not going to do much. But you got to regenerate. And then we got to hit the ground running Tuesday. And then off to Austin, Texas. We're in Austin. Where Bob Wills is still the king. Really? Yes. The Texas Playboys and Tommy Duncan. <laughs> you ever heard you're that really from Waylon Jennings? Really, yeah, you're listening to too much Sirius XM radio. No, this, uh, I, By the way, is this an advertisement for Sirius XM radio? We've no, said it like 15 times. Oh, Aussie's Boneyard. <laughs> 
I listen, what are your three go-tos? I have Sirius XMU. No, Lithium. I knew you'd say that. Doesn't like my Tame yeah. Impala shirt can, can, either, Jason uh, Carapesi. Yeah, can you? Oh, he has a pref- run the Can you preface? Can you? Can you? Oh God, now Jason's talking the, about Pearl the, Jam. The stations pre- that are dedicated we, one artist, I will never listen. to. Can we to. preface this? People can't hear. A, there's a voice in our ears for people that aren't watching. Uh, it's our producer. Max is talking to our producer at this point. I don't care if you love Pearl Jam more than life itself. You don't want to hear 24 hours. Of Pearl Jam. You don't want to hear 24 hours of YouTube. You don't want to hear 24 hours of Tom Petty. You don't want to hear 24 hours of Fish. You don't want to hear 24 hours of Dave Matthews Band. Well, that goes without saying. (laughs) Uh, Says the guy that went to a Fish concert. I had to do it at Dick's Uh, Sporting Goods Park. What was the the show that we were talking to Jay at the performance facility? And he was like, yeah, it was a pretty good lineup. Uh, it's one of those beach festivals. Oh, yeah. Pearl Jam on Saturday. And and Eddie Eddie Vedder on. Get out of here. Ohana, there it is. Jason, of course Jason's going. He's going as a special guest of Eddie Vedder. Can I say something funny? I don't know. I think I can say this, but the Fish concert, because they're playing Dick's Sporting Goods Park, they have a they have a residency there, and it's packed. So I went there, and, and then Trey they, Anastasio. They goes, have a residency at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Gets the whole crowd, and there goes, he gets the whole crowd going, we love Dick's. You love Dick's. We all love Dick's. And it's, it, you've got to be there to believe it. That's what they, he says it. They're playing at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. They love it there. Denver loves it. It brings a lot of money into the city. And yet somehow that was the best song that Fish played. <laughs> I don't know one Fish song, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, how Although many? I, two the, hours what, in, what, what, I thought it was over. They go, no, there's two more hours. What, like, else, was, what else was involved with that? Like copious amounts of alcohol, pharmaceuticals? And, pharmaceuticals. Were, yeah. I saw some people's faces like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, how do we get back into this LAFC chatter? Let's go to the defense. Yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about Mamadou because I think he's he's gonna start. There's no way he gets out of the eleven because he made it through. He made it through the match. And look, this is not new though, right? We talked about it in Vancouver. Put himself into a lot of trouble what multiple are these, times. Just getting out of position. No, not just getting out of position. Not not just bad passes. Bad passes in the buildup. Um, a couple times where he tried, he thought his dribbling ability is a little bit better than yeah. it is. Because look, he has that style. Some guys have this style where they they're tall. They're quick and they have long legs and they can kind of play the ball a little bit ahead of themselves so that when the guy that baits the guy in and then they can go by. The problem with that is when it goes wrong, it goes epically wrong because normally you're eliminated from the play and the guy's going the other direction. And if you're a center back, ooh. well, he's a hybrid kind of here in that back three. It's three center backs, but he is a center back. He is, okay. he is a ball playing center back that can do these things, but he needs to find the right instances and he needs to learn that. He's not infallible. Well, there was one instance. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this. When he was doing stepovers like Vinny Cristiano Rosa. Ronaldo in the, Ronaldo well, in the uh, When you 18th? think of stepovers, who, what player do you think of? Ronaldo? Uh, well, more so because remember when he came to England, they're like, you're not going to come here and do 50 stepovers. And he did. But you know who was the king of the stepover and he actually played at MLS? Nielsen. <laughs> we did like 50. Nielsen would start his stepovers with the guy 15 yards ahead of him. He's like, I got you. And just step over, step over, step over, step over, step over. Danielson, who was on the same level as Ronaldo and Rivaldo, he was part of this golden generation. And then quickly was not. He quickly was not. He played at FC Dallas for less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. And uh, he was gone. Yeah. But I remember, he'll always remember him as the step over. As we say his name in Brazil, Janielson, but he's the step over king. But Fall does that step over beautiful and he's way up there yeah that's not where center backs usually go i would that was i was fine with that it was just there was a couple like the first goal is a do you pass. encourage that I th- he almost pulled it off yeah i think and he it. had a little ball that just 
dribbled well, off his we've foot. We've always been a risk-reward team. Take risks, take the right risks, knowing that if it comes off, we can we can make it happen. If it doesn't come off, we play in a team structure that can counterpress and kind of pick you back up. Bob has always told me, he's like, at a certain point, you got to trust your teammates. Like, the, the boring teams are the ones that are like, oh, uh, we can't trust any of you guys. So we're so structured that there's like stop gaps everywhere along the, uh, along the line. Like, if this happens, then this guy, and then this guy, and this guy. LFC's not that scripted. It's more free-flowing. That's why we like them. I, but again, what's the Mama homework do, you give Mama do? What's the what? Homework. Homework is just no. What do you tell them? A little bit, a little bit sharper and cleaner with your passing angles because in the area that you are, you have to be there. I, I, it's, it was, his dribbling, I think, yeah. got him he into had some balls trouble. Across, yeah. which could, if those get intercepted, yeah, you're in big trouble. I think his dribbling got him in trouble, but Maybe I did just not, do less of that. Yeah, I didn't mind his dribbling as much as simple passes out of the buildup, pass, like that led pass. to the the Crylock goal. Played it right. He didn't give himself an angle to pass anyone. Played it right into the defense, and it was like, yeah, we then got back and and probably should have dealt with it. But you put your team into that situation. Second goal for El Sol. By that Anderson Julio, I like him. He's uh, quick. He was, he was their best player. Uh, they got lit up again with that counterattack. Yeah, and uh, that can't happen. There was 40 well, remember yards, it was it was forty a set, yards yeah, straight run. It was a set piece. You got Mario who goes up for a header against a much smaller player. Got to win that header. Doesn't. Then you got Bryce who's on it. Got to play that ball to to Poncho. Very light in that ball. And then Ruusnek is off to the races. Ibiaga doesn't know where to go because it's 2v3. He doesn't know, should I go straight to Julio? Should I pull the offside trap? And then by that time, you're kind of out. And then I never caught up with him. Julio, different kind of speed. I do think that Tomas Romero could have maybe done a little bit better on that one. Off the line? Yeah, I just, he, I, I don't love it when a goalkeeper comes out and then you just see the. Yeah. The kind of hand wave. Do do something. Do something a little more. Something a little more. I thought the first goal. Can't. Mm, it could be better position, but better position. Tough one. Tough one. You don't expect a snapshot like that. But the second goal, I really thought, because Ibiaga had cut that angle so much, you knew the only place he could really could go is the near post. So maybe sell. It's it's almost. Oh, let's do hockey talk. It's almost like hockey. When it, when there's a two v one in hockey and you're with your goaltender, if your defenseman is told to just shut down one area to help your goaltender, just to kind of. Seal off one spot, and then that goaltender can sell out for it. Look, two v one. Thanks a lot, Scotty Bowman. Hey man, two v one. You're not, you know, when a guy's on a breakaway, you're not supposed. Scotty Bowman's a Guy Lafleur legend. Oh, Guy Lafleur is just a great name. Was he a dude. coach? Was he just a player? Uh, he probably coached. All those guys coach at some point. <laughs> uh, but no, you. I think he had him kind of sealed off. So I think Romero could have maybe. We don't want guys to guess, but he could have maybe hedged his bets a little bit, knowing that like it, it's a breakaway. I'm not supposed to save this. But if I can make a play here and just know that he can't really cut back, so I look. I'm not a goalkeeper person per se, but I'm just I'm looking at mm. as objectively as I can. Should bring in Rogan Dino. He'll give you the inner workings uh, on the goalkeeper. Big big time goalie. Yep. San Diego State. San Diego State. Aztecs. Years ago. Aztecs. Who, we should have who a, for some reason play their football games at Dignity Health Sports Park. They do. Yeah. San Diego State. Their home games. <sighs> like wait wait Carson's not L.A. It's definitely not San Diego. Definitely not San Diego. So what, what's going on there? I, I did not know. I don't even bring up college football. Do not bring up college football. I almost broke Yeah, you don't want to talk about Florida State, huh? How about those cheerleaders, though? That's the thing. <laughs> Poor That's cheerleaders. The thing that me. I'm a grown man, so I'm not going to let a bunch of college students wreck my weekend. But those kids who went to Florida State. Oh, but State, there's millions of grown men around this country that are letting well, I'm not one college of kids anymore. ruin their 
But these kids that went there thinking they'd have a good football team as part of their college experience, they're being deceived. <laughs> and they have to leave like that. I was like, just, I felt terrible. For Who's them. the coach? Is it still Jumbo? No, it's, what you, it's like two coaches removed. I don't know. Jimbo is at Texas A&M. He left Florida State in a really bad situation. Wait, his name is not Jumbo. We had Willie Taggart. He came in for two years, gone. Taggart, now we have Mike Norvell, who's beginning his second year, and he begins with a, yeah. a season with the loss to uh, Jacksonville why don't you State. Get in Alabama. Why don't you get Bowden's kid? He still coach? Uh, they co- he coached them already. Tommy, yeah. not Tommy. Oh, was it Tommy? Jeff Bowden? Conrad. Jason, Jason gets Bowden, a mayor and says Conrad. Wait, is there really a Conrad Bowden? There's four brothers, I believe, from the Bowdens. I actually would love it if if Bobby Bowden was like, last kid, Conrad. <laughs> Conrad Bowden. <laughs> Bobby Bowden, who we lost this year, uh, as you would expect, the nicest man you could possibly meet. Yeah. How is, how is he not... The old ball coach. That's uh, what's his name? That's the Gators guy. Spurrier. Spurrier. But like, Bowden. That's like the perfect nickname. I know. This the, is what people come for us. The just standard going, he set. Us just going in way. So yeah, don't direction. bring up college football. Sorry. I'm out. You're but, out. Um, well, it's good. You you got out early. So wh- wh- Jason keeps saying go Canes. What's going on? You are my. I didn't. I forgot about that. So we're talking to our producer. I'm Miami going, Sugar Canes. I am going to the Miami Florida State game in Tallahassee. It's the first weekend oh. of November. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, well, you're you know, bring my, Jason? my friend, my friend who's going is going. Hey, get tickets, get tickets. So I looked at him. The way the season's going, they're going to pay us to go to that game uh, before too long. But both those schools look like it's. it, it's is it at Florida State? Yes. It's in Tallahassee. Oh, please do bring Jason because you know he'll be in, he'll be insufferable sitting with you in the near the student section. Well, I already have a bunch of Miami fans, all these my my Cuban mafia friends that are going to come in. Cuban uh, Jose mafia. Jose Romano, friends. Ed, and Al Gross. They're all coming up, and we're gonna. They're all going to be wearing their orange shirts, which is not good. So, that's going to happen. We need a camera on Max for that day. Let's uh, put a bow on Salt Lake. We'll preview this game coming up. Yep. So many incredible goals this LAFC season. You had the Carlos Vela against Real Salt Lake. Yep. Top shelf. Brian Rodriguez may be the best goal of the season. Yep. Two incredible goals by Chicho. Two incredible goals by Mama Dufal against Sporting Kansas City. Yet the one goal. <laughs> hey, well, no, no. The one goal that has defined the season and the reason we're tied for a playoff spot and not out of it was an own goal by Tony Dakovich. But think about it in the grand scheme of things. You and I, early in the season, came on here multiple times and said, you know, the team's getting a little bit unlucky, and the luck yeah. is a big Said part that on of the broadcast. And, and you have said multiple times, usually that stuff evens out. Hopefully it evens out, and you're still good enough that you, have a, you can take advantage of it. And we said we think LAFC will still be good enough when their luck does even out. And i am come on here and say a lot of random things happen, and none of it goes LAFC's way. And it wasn't just that. Mind you, there were a couple uh, instances after I hit the mic. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my gimmick. Thomas Romero without that shot that, like, kind of hit off of uh, Rubio and just kind of skittered around. S- two months ago, that goes in the back of the yes. net against LAFC. So maybe in the grand scheme of things, LAFC's luck, the pendulum is swinging a little bit the other way. And what what a great time for it to do that because we're making a playoff run and then maybe going into the playoffs. I'm just I, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself, but as I'm seeing it set up, if luck is starting to get back into LAFC's hands, and they're, they're continuing to play the way they played where we've been saying, you know, they're tops in the leagues and chances created. They take a lot of shots. They don't give up a lot of shots. Maybe it will all come together. And then you think about Carlos Vela will hopefully get back from injury. You start having conjuring memories of how they played 
in the CONCACAF Champions League when they made that little run. If they if they can do a little bit of redux of the CONCACAF Champions League with, with Carlos feeling healthy again and the guys all having picked up some extra leadership, some extra accountability, um, just some extra experience, this is a team you do not want to play in the playoffs. we got to get there first. But I'm just saying, I'm starting to get a little bit of... You know how Parrish and Cervantes do these movie posters? Yes. And they did a great one this week. It was Boys, Boys in the, the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah. The Joy Luck Club. Yeah. <laughs> With all that. We could do that. Maybe bring some good, because that's about, it's all about, you know, good energy. Yep. And bring that luck, which they certainly had. And you're right. They had so much bad luck, they were due for that. And that was, I mean, that was massive. Quite the own goal. Yeah, I feel bad for them. And I, Warren's, after the goal, I was like, I was very happy. He goes, a game runner. He goes, are you laughing? I go, I was not laughing was not laughing. I would never laugh at an own goal because I hate own goals. Yeah. I truly do. They are a... Uh, what did Warren say? Like, who's that? That's uh, Clearly, it's on the defender, but does the goalkeeper need to be racing out uh, th that quickly or... It was so weird. It just happened so quickly. That's why you have to react in a certain way. But yeah. that has separated the situation because LAFC, I mean, we don't know how the game would have played out. Could have... Wait, I know you hate own goals. So in your uh, world uh, where you get to make all the rules, you give that goal to Danny Misofsky? <laughs> yes. That one, no, that one I got. That one I got to swallow. You know what that is? That's a hockey thing. We should have a a, a, a charity. A whole hockey Every podcast? time hockey's mentioned, you put five bucks in a jar. We should. All right. Well, speaking of charities, we're doing one for uh, that's going to be on on Friday. Uh, we're going to we did we had well we were again we were at FanFest and we were trying to uh, raise some money for uh, a season ticket member who has a business called Holy Grounds. It's actually near the training facility. Um, we'll have the longer piece on Friday on 110 Football. Holy uh, Grounds is a great have, name for a place. Yeah, we'll, I'll, put the, I'll try to put this in the description for, for this episode. But we're doing a GoFundMe for them. Again, it's a season ticket member. They used to be able to do events there, but they have a, a non-working bathroom. And you have to have a bathroom to do events. They used to have great events, great music, music comedy, all kinds of things. Got a portal we, in around the back. We are helping raise money for them. Again, this is somebody in the LAFC family, somebody that has a business that's right near that's the training awesome. facility. We've already seeded it with $500. So, and we're going to match, 110 is going to match the donations. So let's get out there for Holy Grounds. I'll put the link in the description. That's a good way to kind of wrap up the RSL talk. Hey, I'm going to put in 50 bucks. There you go. All right, I will do that now. Oh, it's I a write-off. apologize. 110 is covering the fees. But, but we've already seeded with $500, and there's going to be money from my pocket. There's going to be money from your pocket. So let's, let's get out there and help them yeah. out. Good. I'm glad I brought that up. Yep. So, LAFC now, 30 points. The good news was this weekend, Portland won, beat Vancouver, which is one of the teams in that mix. So Portland's had three straight wins. They're now in fifth, mm -hmm. just like that. I was, because uh, we like Guns N' Roses, I was actually texting Merritt Paulson, the owner, Portland. I know, he's his friend. Yeah. And I said, hey, it was a GNR. It was great. He goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go here, man. I hope it picks up my spirits because we're not doing that great. So he went to the GNR show, and I texted him. and go, hey, man, ever since that GNR show, you haven't lost. Oh, so he's in good. They're in better spirits, but you got almost. I think at this point, it, scoreboard watching is huge. You almost got to let Portland sail if they play one of these teams like San Jose, Vancouver. Yeah, well, we but you need help with the scoreboard. You have direct matchups with them coming up, so you don't really right. Like, well, do, you do, two whatever, do whatever you want. We have to take our points off of you. So Austin's out of it, and Houston. Still with Flicker, but probably Austin not. is seriously playing for pride and for whatever's left of their season. They they definitely had uh, aspirations to be LAFC esque. Remember, we kept saying like everything looks like it's a build similar to LAFC, and just it just goes. That's the way it's supposed you, to you know be, what, by the way. It is the way it's supposed to be, and it, it, honestly, it just goes to show you again that like it was not that easy. 
Like it but. took a little bit of luck. It took a lot of, you know, there's a lot of planning. I'm sure there's a lot of planning that went into the Austin plan, but sometimes you just kind of fall flat. But I'm sure they, they still have talented players. They do. That, that's home. what worries you. They have a great fan base there at home that, that comes in and fills that stadium. Um, yeah, they got so, McConaughey with the, the bongos. Verde, Listos. Yeah, I wonder if McConaughey is going to go out there and try to ruffle them together. He's Now he's probably like, you know, maybe I don't show my face till next year. <laughs> he's, uh, he's all with his Texas Longhorns, who also took an L this week. Yeah. So um, Tough year for McConaughey. But so like everyone, He'll win an Oscar at the end of the year, watch. Actually, the Galaxy and Colorado tied, so they've kind of come back to the pack. So I always look Galaxy at fourth place. Galaxy results mixed. Fourth place is the dream target. You're not going to catch Seattle. Probably not going to catch Sporting. Probably not. But fourth place means you get a home game in the playoffs. Yes. And then if things kind of get wacky, you might get another one. Yes. There's surprises in the playoffs. So fourth would be a backflips if you're LAFC if you get there. I think fifth is probably more realistic goal. But you have all these teams around. You're going to play them a lot. It's all Western teams from here on in. And you've got to be leery of what happens because we've seen with the Timbers, teams can get very hot mm-hmm. and all of a sudden secure themselves in the playoffs. It's just going to, it's going to be a, a, a wild ride here. Yeah, it's weird because it's a – I mean, we do have Seattle, uh, but Sporting's off our, our list. We will eventually have the Galaxy. We won't see Colorado till the very end. But, like – the schedule's slightly favorable, but at the same time, because it's so congested, everyone's fighting for their lives. That's that. To Bob's point, every game is a six-pointer from here on out. Eleven games, two with San Jose, yeah. who's a direct competitor, two with Portland. Yeah. So. Uh, and like Portland's got hot, but generally, you you know they were leaking a lot of goals. Uh, they've lost um, some players to long-term injury, like we have with Williamson, who was having a great year. Uh, but again, yeah, it's just so con- everyone has something to play for. Where you just. It, like this Austin game, technically they don't have much to play for, but they have their pride from their inaugural season. So you're like, we got to get that. And to your point, yeah, there's teams that are getting hot, and you can't really worry about them because you got to take care of business on your own. It's a tricky spot for for LAFC because it's a short week. How do you incorporate the players? I imagine Sifu gets a start. I feel, by the way, these international guys they don't have a break in their game. And even in Europe, it's like international dates, club game this weekend. Now you have Champions League. It's a uh, we have to think about those guys, but it's a heavy burden that they take. But I think Sifu is important for Cheeky as well. Yeah, He'll play a bigger role. But maybe one, if not both, start that game, which would be nice. And we'll wait on Brian Rodriguez because I can't wait for Brian because he's soaring. We want to see. You see him for national team, too. That is going Yeah, if he's to, flying. And we'll see how he plays with Chicho. My guess, they're two very different players. They will make each, they'll put each other over in many ways. Yeah, and again, the the big point we were saying from this, the biggest thing you get out of this is – you know, that depth that we thought we had in the initial part of the season that didn't really come through? Now it seems like it's coming through in the back half of the season. So you have some real choices. Bob has some real choices. Uh, I think he's got to be very delicate uh, in the fact that they do play midweek. But, again, you don't unsettle a winning team. So he's going to have to find the right combination of those guys that have been putting in a shift with the guys that have come back, with Brian, who didn't play at all in this last game. So as long, like we said, as long as he doesn't have a knock, I, I would think he's a he's a starter, uh, you know, and with, with Chicho. So... This is it's very interesting, but I think things have set up pretty well for for LAFC, and that's not even talking about Carlos being back. Like Carlos is week to week. Yes, we don't know. So three road games coming up. Let's look at Austin really quick, and we'll wrap it up here. Okay. What will the starting eleven be? Oh, let's go. We go Romero. Romero. We and go goal. back three again. I think. I think so, because it seems to be working. And to your point, there was. They were trying to find, to your point, Warren's point, was there's got to be times where you have to just shut up shop 
and find different ways to win the games. And they've been doing it in this way, so why change it? And maybe, you know, we'll see with Tristan. He was also on the injury, injury list. Tristan might, yeah, Tristan might be there. back. But I think it's the same. Oh, well, actually, can't be. Sebastian Ibiaga is suspended. He picked up a yellow, yellow card accumulation. So maybe Tristan pulls in for the, the three. Maybe you saw something out of Marco. Because he, he played, I thought he was okay as a center back at times. Yeah. So maybe it's a logical have, choice to get kind of. Yeah, yeah, Marco. And I think he did. Actually, one of the first places he did it was in Austin, where he was a center back and he had Raheem on his left. But maybe you, I think. So let's go Fall, Murillo, Farfan. Fall, Murillo, Farfan. Uh, my guy that I'm dropping, uh, Raheem, is. Yeah. yeah. He got the yellow card that. He got a yellow night. card and he just. I've never seen a player just have such a roller coaster within one game. Okay. All, like constantly. So I think Raheem needs a – he's a spark off the bench. I think he's a very good player. Uh, but I think to start a guy, you need a guy a little more consistent. So I think it's got to be cheeky. Wing back and then Latif? I think it's got to be Latif. He's still playing okay. really well. Uh, midfield Poncho, stays Poncho and Atuesta, you can't change that. Sifu now for – I think Sifu for Bryce. I think Bryce put in a good shift, but it, it maybe is time to just say, like, chill out. Look what you did. Like, kind of take stock of this. You're going to be one of my first guys off the bench. And then Brian, and Chicho and Brian and Chicho. It's the new age of LAFC, Mark just, Two. But just imagine, yeah, just imagine. We've already talked about it. Chicho's hold-up play, so he's holding it up. Brian could and it's go Brian to town through. And no, no knock on Danny Musovski, but instead it's Brian flying through. And the way he can eliminate guys off the dribble, especially when he gets ahead of steam and he's got he's on the run. And if he's found his finishing boots now, ooh. Well, he did against the Galaxy, so that is a that's a game-winning eleven. Yeah. And you have some guys with you know coming into the lineup that didn't log a full ninety minutes. Yep, so good. All right, we'll see it. You can see that game on Bally Sports. We'll have it for you on Wednesday. Is it Warren again, or is it someone else? I believe it's Warren again. Yeah, I should have found that out before I came in here. Every time I too ask much you, on my plate. Every I, I should not even ask you because every time I ask you, you go, I don't know. Well, we have a stable. I call them a stable four horsemen. Of the apocalypse, even though one's a woman, Angela Hughley's. Four horse people? Four horse people. Angela <laughs> Hughley's. Stop it. War- <laughs> you, you're killing that. Warren mark. Barton, Heath Pierce, and who am I forgetting? Angela Hughley's and is Mo? Mo Adu? Mo Adu. The five horse people of the apocalypse. <laughs> that Mo Adu is calling all those uh, U.S. games. You better... Yeah. I don't think we're going to be, he's gonna be calling an LFC game for a while. He's busy. Well, he's going to have to pull it back a bit here. I mean, he can go for Fox and CBS if you're these networks. You're like, Wait a minute. You're out here. So, yeah. And yeah, Atlanta's like, he's living a good life. Calling. A, a busy life. Yeah. Well, in our business. He's great on the air. In our he's business. delightful. And he's getting he's better getting, all the time. And he's getting better and better all the time. Yeah. He's just like you're, himself on the air and, and off te- the air. You and I text back and forth when we're, when we're watching these things. And uh, we won't say all the stuff we say, but I'll say this. High marks for Moe Yeah. And we... Actually, you, I, I put it on people a new well, one. I put it on Twitter. I'll just put this out there. I put it on Twitter. I was public about it. Uh, the one thing that former pros cannot oh, do Clint? is come on a broadcast and say, "Put me out there." That's not analysis. That's not helping anyone. Yep. I'm not learning anything. You it's also you, look you, at me instead of the look team. at me instead. And, of and, team. and in reality, you can't go yeah. in there. And I know everyone loves Clint because he's Clint and he gets a little wild. He wears his sunglasses inside. Ooh, he doesn't have a cool hat like this. I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, but, but like Clint. Clint's from Texas, so he may have a... He probably does. He loves, he loves to fish. Nagadoches. Nagadoches, Texas. Uh, he loves to fish. But the thing is with Clint is like he, he's, he's got this wealth of knowledge. Could you... Yeah. You want to share some? Or do you just want to be just want to be like chuckles and have fun? He's still green. He'll get there. All right. It's a big job because the USA team now will be back in October. We'll see more of that. So good show.
we'll be back after the San Jose game. Yeah. We could do a sneaky little midweek. No. No, 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 no. We'll be back uh, after the San Jose game. There, you know, it went so well. We were actually Ben very- wants to come back here Thursday and do a, a sneaky oh, midweek he sure podcast. He he's like, nope. <laughs> Ben's already told me he's not available. Uh, you know what though? Uh, they did enjoy having us at training, which is a welcome turnaround from when we actually both worked for the club. They'd be like, "Why are you guys still here?" Uh, but they said we were good guests, and I, I believe we might be getting back out to training soon. Good. Maybe, maybe it's wonderful. Next, maybe next week is a training. Uh, good, another, let's do it. Especially if I think if our results go well, we definitely got to get out to training. Yeah, it's a great place. Great energy. Everyone's got their guard down. It's 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 great for all of us because we get to spend some time with these guys. Inside LAFC, Max and Vince podcast. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. We, we the folks tuning in on YouTube, we've noticed it. We appreciate the numbers. YouTube numbers going up. Yeah, people like to see Reps. us. That's why I had to dress for success today. Me too. Yeah, we'll get you. A I hat. should have dressed as the let's Brazilian get a, aerobics. Let's get Max a hat. If you're in the comments, what kind of hat should Max wear? Okay, we'll try. Don't get too cute. I like those cheese cutter hats. You know, like the paper delivery guys. I, you know, paper boys. I look at you and I, beret. I'd pull it off. Yeah, you would. I need a mustache. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Okay. Okay, so we get we're out of here? We're out of time, yeah. yeah. We've got to get out of here before this, right. we bring this. Did you do the whole countdown, the rate, subscribe, review? All yeah, all of that. Stuff? We'll see yeah. you next week recapping two games for LAFC. Massive stretch run. Let's go. Oh.